G'day and welcome back to the Sport Report's full-time whistle where we call time on the day and give you a wrap-up on what's happened in the world of sport. I'm Michael Caruana. It's Wednesday, the 2nd of August. I am back from my week away on the Gold Coast. I am tanned up, I am refreshed, and I am ready to talk all about sport. Today, it seems that England skipper Ben Stokes has addressed the rumours regarding around why they snubbed the Aussies for a post-match drink. Also, there are rumours circulating that a New South Wales origin bolter could be headed here to the nation's capital. Plus, Collingwood lock in their superstar brothers. That's all all on the way in today's edition of the full-time whistle. Oh, same old Poms, always whinging. Am I right? <laughs> Despite losing the last test by 49 runs, Australia had retained the Ashes. And after a phenomenal series, they wanted to celebrate with tradition by sharing a drink with the Poms in the dressing room. Although, like Anthony covered in yesterday's edition, the Poms didn't want to celebrate and kept the door closed. One source close to the Aussies saying, quote, We don't really care. We've got the urn. But after a hard-fought series... It is pretty pathetic. Talk about the spirit of cricket. Oh, yes, he did. Well, it seems like the Poms weren't actually ignoring the Aussies. Captain Ben Stokes speaking out and saying that their wrap-up took longer than expected due to multiple awards and celebrations of retiring players. He then goes on to say that the teams did meet up in a nightclub rather than the dressing room later on that night. Oh, hooray! They made up in the end. Now, though, time to address the bigger elephant in the room. Australian opener Usman Kawaja has revealed he questioned the umpires twice about the ball change that ultimately decided the fifth Ashes test. The controversy all came after a ball bounced off Kawaja's helmet and became misshapen, meaning the umpires were forced to find a ball of similar age. But when fans, pundits and commentators looked at the ball that was chosen, it looked way more like a new ball than that of the original, meaning it had more glare, more swing and more pace, which in the end led to the collapse of the Aussies on day five. Kawaja has revealed that he spoke to the umpires on both days about the condition of the ball that they picked out. Speaking to cricket.com.au, Kawaja said this. I mean, I walked straight up to Kuma straight away. I said, that ball is nothing like the one we've been playing with. I mean, I could see riding on it. It felt harder than any ball I faced throughout this whole Ashes series, to be honest. I've opened the batting against a new ball every single time and it just hit my bat so hard. I know Woody was bowling, but I faced Woody before. So I said, I don't know what's going on. That ball is nothing like. I said, you've gone from an old reversing ball to a brand new ball. It felt like it looked like it was about eight overs old. What was the umpire's response to Kawaj's question? And then I asked, actually asked Joel again today. I said, how are we using this ball right now? It's, it's so new. And he said, look, there was nothing else in the box. And personally, I think if there's nothing else in the box that can match the ball you have, you can't really change it. Nothing else in the box. What are you talking about? Are we not looking at the same box right here? There were at least a dozen other balls in the box. I know the umpires put it through their little circle plastically thing, but just look at it. It wasn't the same. As Kawaja says, you can still see the writing on the new ball. It was completely different. Ah! Anyway, we all know that if that happened to the Poms, then we wouldn't hear the end of it. And so I'm just going to cut myself off here. It doesn't really matter. And I'm going to finish off our Ashes coverage with two simple words. Ashes retained. The Canberra Raiders suffered a surprising yet devastating loss to the Newcastle Knights over the weekend, with the Raiders, who sat fifth, 
losing 28-6 to the 10th place Knights. But with a reshuffle of the pack from Ricky Stewart, the dropping of Jared Croker and a game against the bottom place Tigers this Sunday, things should be back on track. Yet, if we look past this season, the Green Machine are still looking for a world-class player to fill the shoes of Jack Whiten. And according to league reporter Dane Eldridge, mixing one hot head in Ricky Stewart with another in Jerome Luai could be the spark the Raiders need moving forward. Jerome Luai. Luai! He's caught them! Jerome Luai! Down the hole and exploded! The former New South Wales number six is free to test the open market from November 1st and is apparently looking for a big payday, something the Raiders can easily accommodate. But the big question is to how would Stewart and Luai work? Well, Eldridge is right in saying that them working together would be like, quote, lighting a Molotov cocktail with a Catherine wheel. But I think it would work well. Luai has an exceptional running game, one that would indeed complement the organisational style of Jamal Fogarty, something that Eldridge touches on too. But what I think Luai could add to the milk is a bit of premiership flair, something that the side does not have. The man has won two premierships, for crying out loud, and could easily help Penrith to a third in a row this year. Bringing him in is exactly what the Raiders need to start challenging at the top. Yeah, I know he has a short temper and he's a bit arrogant, but you need someone with that sort of mongrel in him. And besides, they've already got Hudson Young and Corey Horsburgh. So while it may be a long shot, the Raiders should undoubtedly hedge their bets and throw the goddamn book at Luai. I recommend you go and read that full article from Dane Eldridge. It is on news.com.au and just search up the NRL odd couple that could save the Canberra Raiders. Couldn't have said it better myself, Dane. Collingwood are a force to be reckoned with this season. Top of the ladder, two games ahead of second place. They've conceded the least number of points and they have the best percentage in the comp too. At this rate, you may as well just hand them the premiership now and save us all some time. And if this season couldn't get any better for Pies fans too, two of their best players have just signed mammoth extensions. Brothers Nick and Josh Dacos have put pen to paper on six-year deals, extending their time at the club until 2029 and 2030 respectively. Black and white blood runs in their family with the pair being sons of club great Peter Dacos. The Dacoses themselves have had fantastic seasons so far with Nick, the 2020 rising star, even being the favourite to take out the Brownlow medal later this year. Their extensions continue a key retention frenzy from Collingwood as well, with Captain Darcy Moore re-signing until 2028 and Jordan Degoe locking himself in until 2027. So if you've been scared of Collingwood this season, then their reign as the best team in the AFL looks to only just be beginning. There is one thing that Collingwood is scared of at the moment though. Charlie Curnow from Carlton, baby. Woohoo! Six goals and helping the Blues to a 17-point win over the Pies last Thursday. You love to see it. Well, I do. I, I know it happened near on a week ago, but I was away, okay? So I just, I had to mention it. I had to have my moment, okay? Thank you. I hope my mum's listening because she's a massive Collingwood fan. So take that, mum. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. Your day of sport wrapped right here on the Sport Report's full-time whistle. I'm Michael Caruana. Thank you for listening, and I will chat to you tomorrow.